Welcome to the Lab Podcast, where we empower women to use the repertoire to heal and thrive. I'm Lynn Rain. I'm Regina Chow Trammell. And I'm Yvette Latende. We are Latina, Asian, and Black professional women. There is a need for professional women to share their perspectives while navigating our roles. We cover cultural ways of thinking that shape this discussion and share practical tips for managing stress, thinking through identity, navigating life stage change, and living in abundance. This is The Lab. Hi, welcome to this episode, which will be on navigating friendships. So I think it's important to realize that friendships can be very important and powerful in our lives. There's a Harvard study of adult relationships um, that was started back in 1938 during the Great Depression. And it's one of the longest studies that exist. Um, and what was discovered in this study is, you know, they really looked at what leads to health and happiness. Now, the only uh, thing I will say about this study is that, it, you know, they it's only on men. So they didn't study women. Uh, but I think there's things that we can, you know, take from it um, that might be useful. So in this study, what they discovered is that people who have close relationships and are socially connected with others live longer lives, they're happier individuals, and they're physically healthier. So when we think about aging, right, we want to get to a place where we're, when we're older, we're healthier too. And this study proved that, you know, this, these are important variables, having close quality connections, um, allowed people to live longer, be happier and be physically healthier. Now, I know that some friendships can be positive and bring significant support and joy in our lives. However, I am also very aware that some relationships can be negative and toxic in our lives. And we need to look at that too. Um, so I think it's important to think about that. It's not just about friendships per se or quantity, right? I think like when you know, children or young adults, you know, when they, I'm thinking like when they enter college, right? That age group, we, we all want a lot of friends, right? The more, the better. And, um, you know, what, what we're going to be talking today about is the quality of friendships, not how many friends you have, but the quality of those friendships, because we know, you know, research tells us, Hey, this can really help you out in, in the long run. Um, and, and, you know, when we have these quality close relationships, it can add a lot of value in our lives. Um, however, as professional women, we also live very busy lives. And at times it's difficult to tend to these relationships, maintain relationships that we form. Um, some of our friends may feel ignored or neglected. Um, we may not be able to get to return that phone call as soon as we want, or we may forget to text someone back. Um, so I wanted to dive in. I think it's such an important topic, especially as professional women. Um, we know we need the support, but it's, it, I think it's, it's difficult. It's something that, you know, friendships, I think are talked a lot about, right. With children, right. How do you make friends? How do you keep friends and with adolescents? But I think, not many people talk about, you know, making friendships as adults, especially as professional working women, you know, where do we make friends? How do we keep them? How do we maintain them? So um, Yvette, if you, if you don't mind starting us off, I wanted to ask you, like, how have you navigated friendships in your adult professional life? 
Thank you, Lynn. I love this question because it's something I've been thinking about a lot. So in 2020, I actually went through a grieving process of losing a friend, not to death, but having to renegotiate what that friendship looked like. So we have been friends, I'm going to say for 25 years, and I was a pretty low demanding friend, meaning I didn't really demand time or attention. I was always the one reaching out, always the one making trips, writing letters. Um, and I never asked for any of that in return. And after 2020, that wasn't good enough for me anymore. I was a different person. And I wanted a friendship that was going to be mutually, like mutual check-ins, um, not necessarily the same energy because we're all in different spaces and places in our lives. And sometimes I believe we're called to be friends with people that don't have the energy to do the same things in the same ways that we do. So I, I went through a grieving process where I just let a friendship end. Um, no bad words, no hard feelings, but I just let it die out. And I didn't resuscitate it like I normally would because I'm a different person now after COVID. Um, for me, navigating friendships has been complex. And I'm going to tell you why. I am from a family of six, four girls and two boys. And my parents have been married for 52 years. My siblings and I are extremely close. And so that need for a friendship has always been satisfied for me. And I mean, talking to your parents every day on the phone, I mean, your siblings are your best friends for real, like you take trips together. Not all of us now there, we have, you know, certain ones that we match off with, right? I don't wanna misrepresent. Um, but I noticed that people go to jobs and they have this lingering for value and friendships. And I never had that on a job because that was already settled outside of work. So sometimes people were actually turned off that I didn't need friendships. So while I'm pleasant and embracing, I'm from a cultural background that has fewer friends and more intense friendships, right? Not the high friend to someone that you're suing actually, right? Not high friend to and hugging someone that you actually don't really care for or spend time with, right? That's a cultural, like huge shift for me that happens in the workplace, right? Everyone's friend. Um, so that's been difficult for me to navigate, adjusting my perception that all of my friendships are not going to be these deep, gratifying, like I have with my siblings or the friends that I have that I can count on my fingers that I've had since we were like seven, right? So I've had to adjust and go, well, other people are looking for friendships to meet other needs that maybe didn't get met in their childhood, right? And so they might need friends that actually need them. And so sometimes that's why they're not interested in me because I don't, I'm not looking, I'm not hungry for that um, satisfaction and, and gratification. I feel blessed to have friendships. Um, and I make space for it. So people that I do call friendship, it's a part of my thriving strategy. I actually schedule it. I prioritize it. I do lunch with friends. I go on walks with friends. I'm driving all the way to Manhattan Beach to have lunch with you. I'm going to meet you at that volleyball tournament that's happening because those help me in my thriving. That's a part of my wellness formula. 
right? But I've, 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 I've definitely had issues navigating because people have different, different definitions of what friendship is. And for me, again, I came in with, oh, if we're friends, it's these deep, gratifying, intense kind of friendships like I have with my siblings. So I've had to adjust a lot and just take the way people show up as friends for what it is. At the same time, be able to give myself permission to say, mm, that doesn't work for me. That, that friendship look won't work for me. Yeah, what about you, Regina? Um, thank you, Yvette. That was so good because I think it's so true. Like we have different priorities and friendships and maybe different phases of life. So I was thinking about what you're saying in terms of the navigating part, right? Of where, where do I need friendships? Why do I need friendships? And for me, I think, you know, I come back to this thing. I was a brownie like for one year in third grade and the brownie song was make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other is gold. And so in my cultural background too, I had, I, I kid you not, I think up until the age of 20 years old, I had an aunt and an uncle that I was not blood related to. And I had no idea because it was a lifelong friendship from my aunt from Taiwan, like their friends back then, they all immigrated here. So it's really a lifelong friendship. And for me, I do have that framework of like, okay, when I make a friend, you're stuck with me for life, whether you want it or not. And so, but like you, Yvette, I think 2020 changed that. And, and I'll tell you what happened for me, which was, it was really interesting. This was a very eye-opening experience for me, actually. So there was a lot of um, anti-Asian hate after the Atlanta shootings in, and of those women who worked in that spot. And a lot of, again, just horrible stereotypes, right, about this guy who literally went to the spa in Atlanta in 2020, was it 2021 or 2020? So I can't, time is a construct that's hard for me to remember right now, but he shot up these women and I was just on social media and, and usually I'm, I'm pretty selective on my social media. Like if we're friends, like I know you, then, then we're on there together. Otherwise the riffraff, I don't know you. I'm sorry. You're not, you know, in that sense. So I was posting about this stuff and friends that I knew from years ago in like the church I grew up in would just make comments or contextualize it in a way that really hurt me. It really, really deeply affected me because I was thinking, you know, these, some of these women were my age. I look like them or they look like my family. They're Korean. I'm Chinese, but I get it, you know, and they were stereotyped as sex workers. So just all to say that became very complicated for me where I felt like people in my friend groups, I realized I didn't have space necessarily to share about my cultural background or they never asked me those questions. Never all through the decades. And then I would bring up stuff and it came from a place of pain and I would just be posting about it because I think bringing awareness to you know my community is really important. People don't know a lot about Asian American. You know, It's starting to be more um, put out front or history and all that because of the Atlanta shootings. But prior to that, there, you know, it, it we're kind of an invisible, right? An invisible community um, taken for granted and a lot of, right? Like stereotypes about success, especially in East Asian cultures. But long story short, 
I had to say, just like you, I was, I was in a grieving process for specific friendships, people I trusted. And honestly, my part was always like, Hey, this door is always open, you know, but and it, it was interesting to me when I would do that. You're always welcome to my house. We can always talk about it. And so some friends did and some friends did not. And and I felt like that was a sifting of, okay, quality. Like you said, Lynn, like I want quality friends. Like if I can't talk to you about how these things are affecting me, then how good of friends are we? Like this, I matter too, right? My story does matter. And so I think I have maybe more... Um, uh, invested friendships and maybe some friendships that I know are going to fall by the wayside over time from different issues and some that I'm going to prioritize. And it doesn't mean we have to come from the same political system or whatever. It just means you have to, we have to invest the time to figure this out together. Right. And we may not agree on everything, but we're going to agree that my story is important too. Right. That's, that's just minimum for me now. Um, like you after COVID. So yeah. What about you, Lynn? Same question. How's it been like for you navigating friendships as a professional woman? Yeah. And I think, you know, you, I was reflecting as both of you were talking and I kind of forgot about it until you started talking about it, how um, I kind of did a spring cleaning of my friendships after the social justice issues that occurred in 2020. Um, and this is what I kind of landed on. So I, I always... I think had my own pride in the sense that I could, I had di- very different kinds of friendships, you know, people from different professional backgrounds, from different ethnic or socioeconomic status backgrounds. And I like that diversity of friends that I had. But I think that what came up for me in 2020, that this is, like I said, where I landed on, and I, I made a decision to end some friendships you know, I think we could be friends with people that are different from us, right? I could be have friends from different ethnic backgrounds. I could have, you know, be friends that are in different, you know, professional professions than mine. You know, we could like different types of music, different types of food, right? We There could be that diversity. But there has to be a shared values. And I think that's what came to the forefront for me. And navigating friendships in the midst of social justice issues what really surfaced for me is that some of the friendships I had did not share the values with me. And I could be your friend if we like different music. I'll put up with, you know, your music, even though I don't like it. I'll go to, I'll go with you to a concert of a music you like. Um, And I might hate the the music, but I'll be there and, and I'll have fun with you. But I can't be friends with you if you don't share the same basic values of what you consider to be human worth and dignity. I can't. And, and I think it came to, and, you know, I, I see that too, like for couples, right? People can't, you know, people can be married, you know, opposites attract, right? They can be very different and be married, but again, for, for a couple, for a foundation, for a partnership to last, there has to be common values of basic things like human rights. Um, So I think that's what came to the forefront. So I think that's what, right, adult relationships are way harder because I don't think, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I don't know, but I don't think kids, right, think about values as they're making friends. It's like, well, you play with me and I like playing with you, so we'll be friends. And I think that's what gets complicated, right, as, as adults. We have less time. We have less energy. 
and we want to be we want to feel seen and heard and supported and a lot has happened during the pandemic right a lot of division a lot of political division and and again kind of like you said regina not that i'm saying i can't be your friend if you're from a different political affiliation than mine or or but it, it's not about that it's just how you view basic values um so i think it, it made me really ponder and think about because that's what it came down to and i think i made those hard decisions of of saying we we have to end these friendships because there's no foundation for a friendship if we have these huge differences right this is the lab podcast a conversation between latina asian and black professional women we hope you enjoyed this show